Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the Home Stand Lease Podcast powered by Sports Interaction Sportsbook and Casino, your homegrown sportsbook. Bet local. I'm your host, Albert Vartanian, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Justin Pooney. Who's going to break out the calculator and give you all the Leafs playoff percentage outcomes. Hashtag calculations. On today's show, what Leafs storyline will dominate the second half of the season? Matthews push for 70 goals, or is it what Tree Living does at the trade deadline? And we rank our top five Leaf players heading into the All-Star break. Does Marner deserve to be in there? I don't think so. Pooney does. Lots to get to. Let's get this thing started. I'm Albert Vartanian. He's Justin Pooney. And this is Homestand Leafs. Justin Pooney. Mm-hmm. First question of the podcast. What will be the biggest storyline, Leafs storyline, Heading into the second half. AK, what's going to dominate the homestand Leafs podcast for the rest of the season? I believe it will be Austin Matthews' chase for 70 goals this season. Really? Uh, Look, currently right now he's played 46 games. He has 40 goals, 18 assists. That projects out to 80 games, 70 goals, 31 assists. Uh, Not a – let's face it. Austin Matthews is not going to pass the puck. He's going to shoot first. Um, That to me right now is the biggest storyline. And I was looking, you know – at the numbers of the 80s and stuff like that. So in 12 years from 1981 to 1982, uh, so from 81-82, excuse me, to 92-93, at least one player scored 70 goals in 10 of those years. Now, it's a different game, completely different game. You know, goalies were smoking cigs in the intermission, had pads the size smoking of, cigs. Uh, you know, pads the size of, like, pillows, right? Not very big and stuff like that. Um, you know, of course, you had Gretzky's 92 goals. McGillney and uh, McGillney and Solani scored 76. Since then, nobody's come close except Alex Ovechkin, who I believe in his third season had 65 goals. This is going to be very interesting because as the numbers project out and as the season goes along, the Leafs need him to score. We've talked about that at nauseum during this whole pod. I think this is going to be something that's going to be so unprecedented. Only to score 70 goals in this day and age, it is so hard to do because of the coaching, the players, the game plans, all the attention, all of that pressure that comes with it. That, to me, is going to be uh, a very, very big storyline for the rest of the season. And I really want to see how he can continue this hot streak going towards uh, the All-Star break and how this pause for the All-Star break affects Matthew's rhythm. Because look, the Leafs were playing a lot better hockey. Matthews has been on fire since 2024 started. He's been on fire for the whole year pretty much. But this break, this big pause in the middle of the season, and then to pick it up right again, is that is he going to you know take some games off? Is, the, is his pro- uh. projections going to dip a little bit? That's what I'm intri- intrigued to see. Um, but Albert, I think this is the biggest thing going forward is can Matthews hit that 70-goal mark? Something that... I think was never really thought of, I think, at least in my opinion, that somebody could score 70 goals. There's going to be a lot of 50-goal scorers this year. There's tons of guys predicted to score 50, but 70? Something that you would never think would have happened um, looking at the current landscape of the NHL. It's definitely something we're going to be talking about. Everyone's going to be talking mm-hmm. about because it hasn't happened in so long. Like you mentioned, yeah. 31 years, you know, Solani and, and McGillney doing it. But is that really going to overshadow the goaltending situation, trade deadline? 
They're not locked into a playoff spot. Stars sell like, the game. I get what you're saying, but for the Toronto Maple Leafs, if the Toronto Maple Leafs are out of a playoff spot, mm-hmm. let's say come the last month of the season, which is still unlikely, I will say that, but Austin Matthews is still pushing for 70, do you think Leaf fans will really care about that 70 if this Toronto Maple Leafs team is not in a playoff spot? I, I think so. I no, think cause look, come on. Stars look playoffs? St- Leafs out of the playoffs? Stars sell the, because if they're out of the playoffs, right, that's the one positive thing that people can push towards and lean on to, you know, but it make won't, them But the good. thing is, it won't be positive, though, around the team. The only ch- the way, I, and we'll get to this a little bit later because I want to touch on the playoff race as well, but right now, as currently, const- as currently looks on the landscape of the standings, the Leafs are pretty solidified into a playoff spot. Right, uh, whether that's going to be a, through one of the top three spots in the division or a wild card, um, I believe that if the Leafs fall out of the playoffs, it's going to be because of a rash of injuries or whatever. Where there's already going to be built-in excuses as to why they missed the playoffs. Right, that to me is something that's like I wouldn't. It's inconceivable to think about because they're going to make the playoffs. It just depends on where their seating is going to be. If they don't make the playoffs, either a huge injury or it's just a, like a colossal collapse, right? So I just, the reason why that's number one, I just can't think of what the Leafs missing the playoffs because I don't yeah. think it's going to happen. And listen, I'm not trying to dismiss Austin Matthews potentially scoring 70 mm-hmm. goals. It really is incredible. There's a lot that needs to go his way. Obviously, he's got to stay healthy. The guy's only played one full season mm-hmm. in his entire career. I think he needs 30 in the remaining 35 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have 35 games left, 30 goals. Can he do it? Of course he can. Yeah. Now, the guy's hit 28 in his first 30 games of the season. Uh, but I just think there's there's a lot there's a lot more going around this Leafs team, and you're saying, barring a colossal collapse or massive injury, they should mm-hmm. make the playoffs. Yeah. But let's look at the goaltending, and that's my number one storyline, okay. because Samsonov, the story has been amazing, and we always talk about it. This guy was he completely lost it, got sent down, the same thing that happened to Alec Manoa with the Toronto Blue Jays. He mm-hmm. lost it, got sent down. Manoa ne- never came back up. Samsonov did. They gave him another shot. And now he's showing them that, listen, he can play in net once again and, and be a really good goalie. He's turned into, like, bro, dirty. He looks yeah. great out there. Yes. But how long can that last? Can you really, if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, you're Brandon Shanahan, you're Bradtree Living, you're Sheldon Keefe, can you truly, as of right now, heading into the break, trust Ilya Samsonov? I don't think they can. Do you truly believe in Joseph Wall when he comes back from this injury that he's been out for over a month with, this, this high ankle sprain, mm-hmm. this rookie who's never played 82 games in a regular season? Do you really trust him? Can he bounce back the way that you think he can bounce back? Martin Jones, your third stringer, obviously he, he's done a great job up until this point to keep the Leafs in a really good position. You know, because without him, I don't know where the Toronto release would be. It'd be There probably would have been a trade or something, but without him, this season is over. I think he saved their season. But can you trust those three goalies? I don't think so. And I think there's still a lot, there's still a lot of runway until the, the NHL trade deadline. So there's a chance that the Toronto Maple Leafs maybe make a move for a goaltender if they don't trust these guys. But if if one, two, or possibly three of these guys falter, that can be the end of the Toronto Maple Leafs season. So I think it's something that Leafs fans want to see what goes on with the goaltending. And Tree Living has to be looking around for a goalie just in case. But I think they have three goalies right now, right? And you talk about the trust factor and all that. We talked about the last pod they're probably going to keep all three goalies on the active roster moving forward, right? Somebody will go down. And so they're, I, I, the way I see the Leafs goaltending situation is kind of how you mentioned baseball at the top. I see them kind of running it like, you know, you have your pitching staff. You have five starting pitchers. In this case, you're going to have three starting goalies, right? But you're that, running three goalies for the rest of the way? You might have to, right? That's if a you, scary time. So you run two, 
right? You know, you run two, and then if one guy falters, the other guy steps in you know, and take, takes that spot, right? They're going to run it like that. If it's going to be, you know, they talk about a platoon, it's going to be a trifecta That's like crazy. that. Look at, it's, look at the current stats for the goalies this year. Samsonov leads it with 19 games played. Wall and Jones have played 17 and 15 respectively. No goalie for the Toronto Maple Leafs has a double-digit wins this season. Well, that's not what they wanted, though, That's right? not what they Wall wanted. Wall injured. Samsonov yeah, exactly. loses it. Martin Jones wasn't even it's expected not... probably to play five five to ten games. I get it. I get it. But he's played 17 games, and he's played pretty he good for a majority of those, to. right? So this is what I'm saying. You run three goalies. You have now a buffer where if one guy kind of falls off, another guy you know has played starting minutes for you for an extended, not extended, extended, but a significant period of time in a regular season, he can elevate it into the backup role or the starter role. You have options now. They're not going to, they don't have the assets to go acquire a goalie, whether that's Jake Allen, uh, whoever, right? Well, they do. It's, just, it's, it's if they're willing to part ways. But then there's also the a sal- first rounder, a goalie, and potentially a prospect. Exactly. You need a first rounder. So they ha- it's and there. Is what we talk about the, de- the defense issues as well, right? So there's so many issues on this team where does it make sense to deplete those to get a goalie to come in when you already have three that have kind of you know played a whole bunch? Hey man, you don't have a lot of time left. It may seem like you have a lot of time left, but you don't. You're gonna burn another year. We were, we've already Matthews, just, Marner, we've already talked about Lander. They're you not can't. winning this year. It's already burned this year. They're not going to win anything this year. No, but you have to, you have to, you have to buy a ticket for your chance to win the raffle. I know you love quotes, so you're going to like that. Yeah, one. no, you I got to get to the playoffs because get into the if deck. you look at the East and you look at the West, who is a clear cut runaway? Vancouver looks fantastic. We haven't seen them in the playoffs. We don't know what the, what they're going to be. Mm-hmm. As good as Colorado looked, their goaltending is shaky. You look in in the East. Okay, Boston's a pretty solid team. You, you know, look at the New York Rangers. They're faltering at the moment. Shesterkin yeah. doesn't look great. I think it's actually wide open, in my opinion. There's it's a couple w- teams at the top. The LA Kings are struggling. But at least they need to get in. And I think that they will. But this is a massive issue. Because you have three goalies you don't have 100% trust in. That's a scary place to be if so you want to be a cup contender. You bring a goalie in. Say, you bring in. say, for example, you swing big and you bring in Elvis Merzlikens from Columbus. Right? Do you trust him 100%? No, no. I'm not saying that we'll save that. But I'm just saying, with I don't think the Leafs actively want to go and get a goalie. I think they'd rather mm-hmm. get a defenseman and some secondary Absolutely. scoring. I truly believe that. There you go. But from now until that trade deadline, if this goaltending trio isn't working out, then you're going to have to make a decision. You might have to pay for for a, for a goaltender just to get you into the playoffs, Justin Pooney. This is what I'm saying. That's why I believe it trumps Austin Matthews. The individual record of hitting 70 goals mm-hmm. and the individual accolades are fantastic. But if that brings no success to the team, then it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So my, That's how Leaf fans are going to look at that. I'm not poo-pooing on the goalie thing at all, but I just no, see I that you not. have the three goalies that have you know basically care- – equally carried the mail for the entire season. I just see that continuing on, right? Now does Wall come back in and play well and elevate a little bit more? But I totally see a scenario where down the stretch, all three goalies are going to start extended games, right? I know. But look, that's just the situation that Mm. it is. There are no position out there to go. And there's so many other holes on this team where it's going to get exposed and exposed quickly in a playoff series. Look, it it might not surprise me at all if they – pan out and play a Florida or a Rangers oh. and in a first round series hell even a Boston where they could get swept or gentlemen swept in five in Florida we I've saw that last week for in the Florida, second round man are the toughest so, baddest team in the NHL so, you want to stay away from Florida and then the, but that leads into my second point where playoff race the playoff positioning race is going to be the second biggest topic of discussion for Probably, the Leafs yeah. in this in this playoff series where I believe that 
Last year, we knew by December or pretty much around then that the Leafs were going to play Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's right. Right? Yeah. We knew by that point the Leafs Tampa set. It just depended on who's going to get home ice advantage. And then for the last six, seven weeks of the season, we knew Toronto was going to have home ice. Game one was going to be in Toronto. This year, as currently looking at the standings at the break, the Leafs are in the first wild card spot. So they would play against the New York Rangers. They're one point behind the Tampa Bay Lightning, but they have three games in hand. Right, so looking at the playoff percentages right now, the Leafs have a 90% chance to make the playoffs, right? Which is cool, right? That's what I kind of led to my first one. I'm not really too worried about them missing the playoffs, mm. but this to me is the interesting stuff. So they have a 3.8% chance to win the Atlantic, not gonna happen, right? But then look at the disparity of this 14% chance of coming second, 33% chance of coming third. And then 27% chance of coming in the first wild card, 11.5% chance of coming in the second wild card. So chances are, as currently looking at the Toronto Maple Leafs in the second half of the season, they don't know who they're going to play, right? It could be Florida, it could be New York, whoever wins the Metro Division, right? They're not going to get home ice advantage, right, at this particular juncture. Now, could they go on a heater and somehow get second place in the Atlantic? Maybe. But this is going to be something very interesting for the Toronto Maple Leafs, a team that has had home ice advantage for, for the last couple of years in the playoffs, but just hasn't done well, anything. What's with... good? What good has it done them exactly. outside of uh, the last playoffs? Outside the last playoff. But then this situation is going to be even worse because now they're going to start off on the road in the playoffs, most likely, right? Yeah. We talk about the goalie situation and how who do you trust and stuff like that. In the playoffs, you need a goalie, especially when you don't have home ice advantage, to steal a game on the road. Are we at this particular point looking at the Toronto Maple Leafs thinking, Martin Jones, Samsonov, or Joseph Wall can go into an MSG, that environment in the playoffs, a Philadelphia hey, with listen, that environment. The Flyers made a run to the final with three goalies. So they maybe, did. maybe you're onto something, Pooney. I they don't know. did, but I just don't see it as currently constructed. No, so to me, it's going to be very interesting to see how the Leafs play out this play, the rest of the season, who they match up against, because that's going to be very interesting. Do they go up against the Florida again, which, as the percentage say, is the most likely? Or do they take a step down and face whoever comes first in the Metro, which I don't think is a bad situation because New York hasn't been the best playoff team. Philly has had a very good year, but we don't really trust Philly. And who knows after Carter Hart is now going through his whole situation, yeah, what, the, what the hell is going to go on with the Flyers, right? So I'm very interested into seeing what's going to happen uh, with the Leafs and who they match up with in the playoffs. Yeah, listen, at this point, it doesn't matter. Just get in. I think that's the position that the Toronto Maple Leafs are in. And just one more thing on the goaltending. I I keep saying, mm -hmm. like, can you trust these goalies? Can you trust these goalies? But another reason is why they do need goal, good goaltending. They're top seven in high danger chances against. That's that's horrible when you're the Toronto Maple Leafs and mm -hmm. you're a cup contender. Other cup teams aren't in that position. Top four in defensive zone giveaways to opponent. That means that they're putting their goaltenders under unnecessary pressure and making them make big saves night in and night out. So you need a really good goaltender. Mm -hmm. You don't need a Martin Jones. You don't need a Samsonov who you don't know on what night he's going to be good or Joseph Wall, which you, you still don't know what you have. You need a steady Eddie back there, and it's difficult to find those guys. But for the Toronto Maple Leafs, heading into this second part of the season, that's where they really need to analyze. Okay, if we can't strengthen our defense, we have to do something at the goaltending situation because if we don't have one of the best goalies available and a guy that's going to stand on his head like five out of ten times, then there's no chance we're going to win anything, potentially even miss the playoffs. But anyway, we'll take a quick break. I got one more storyline I want to talk about. I know you do too. Mm -hmm. And then we'll get into our top five Leafs heading into the break. 
Homestand Leafs is powered by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sports book featuring custom same-game parlays and prop bets you won't find anywhere else. So why bet with one of those American companies that don't know anything about your teams, players, or games that matter to you? Sports Interaction, your homegrown sports book. Bet local. Okay, there's one more storyline that I think could dominate the second half of the season, and I keep talking about it every single show, and I keep mentioning it. It's the secondary scoring. It's a real, real problem, and I'm going to tell you why. Goals from outside the four, I'm not calling them the core four, outside the four are an issue. If you look at the core four, which I just called them, I said I wasn't going to call them that, <laughs> which is Tavares, Matthews, Marner, and Nylander, they've accounted for 96 goals of the 166 that the Toronto Maple Leafs have scored. That's 58%. Now, I was looking at some of the other teams, some of the highest-scoring teams in the NHL. Colorado, your Vancouver Canucks, Justin Pooney, mm-hmm. and the Dallas Stars. The top four account for less than 50% of goals to those teams. This is what I'm saying why, you know, secondary scoring and the lack of it might dominate the headlines. Because if Matthews dries up for whatever reason or gets injured, if Nylander dries up, which he has, which he has so far, Tavares isn't really scoring goals. Max Domi is on pace to score seven goals. Like, this is a real problem with the Toronto Maple Leafs that they need to address mm-hmm. immediately. They need to figure out their goaltending, at least hope that the goaltending that they have is good enough, which what, what we touched on. They still need another st- stud defenseman, an upgrade on TJ Brody. Definitely need an upgrade on TJ Brody. But add to that mix, you need some extra scoring in your bottom six, and they don't have that. You need to balance throughout the lineup. And this isn't new to this season. Mm-hmm. This has been going on since they signed... Austin Matthews, Martin, and Tavares to those contracts, and now Nylander, where you don't have enough money to to fill out the rest of your bottom six with with goal scorers. I mean, luckily they found Nick Robertson, or like they keep playing Nick Robertson, who looks like he's trending in that direction. He's on pace for twenty goals, twenty assists, which would put him, I think, fourth or fifth in terms of Toronto Maple Leafs when it comes to goal scoring. It's a real issue, man. I mean, you look at Colorado; they got studs. But the rest of their lineup is scoring goals. Vancouver, we talk about them all season, how good they are, but they're so well-balanced, you know, from top to bottom. And the Leafs, they're not in the same position. And I think that's something Tree Living might need to address in the trade deadline. It's super important right now. Absolutely. So let's look at the Canucks and comp- compare the Canucks and the Leafs right now. It's two teams. So look at the cap friendly of the Vancouver Canucks, right? They have 12 forwards under contract right now for 44, $44.6 million. Right. Look at the Toronto Maple Leafs' current cap construction of their forwards. 13 forwards for $58 million. Okay? So, we know Austin Matthews, John Tavares, Mitch Marner put up all those points. You can put Besser, Pedersen, Miller uh, in that. But it's what is after that. Connor Garland has 24 points, 8 goals, and 16 assists. Dakota Joshua has 12 goals this season. You know how much he's making, Albert? $825,000. Contributors, man. Ilya Mikheyev. Has 10 goals this season. Andre Kuzmenko is going to get traded. Everybody wants to trade. He has eight goals on this year. This is the guy who scored 40 goals last year. Who Sam, Rick Tockett hates. Rick Tockett hates. Sam Lafferty has 10 goals. Niels Hoaglander has 10, uh, 14 goals. Excuse me. Hoaglander. Pius Suter has 12 goals. Yeah, right? So This is what I'm saying. This is exactly it. Because the Leafs have so much money on those big guys up front, right? What did I say? It was $58 million or whatever. Um... They can't afford to find these guys for, you know, even a guy like Connor Gar, who's made, who's being severely overpaid, but they can't find these mid-level guys, this middle-class row of guys, hold on, that can have time to grow in the system, right? You bring in a guy like Tyler Bertuzzi, you bring in a guy like Max Domi, right? Who are supposed to be secondary scoring. And I've been ripping on them all season, but 
There's never been any consistency that they can build because the lines are constantly changing. Mm. There, they have been. They have but been more or less. It's been the same it's, lines. Okay, but there's still changes here and there, right? When you look at a team like the Canucks again, their lines again. They had the lotter line for a couple weeks, and then, but for majority, it's been Pedersen, Kuzmenko, Mikheyev, Miller, um, Besser, and whomever, and then the third line of Joshua, Garland, and who else is on the Suter? Payasudo, whoever it is, right? Like, you need to have consistency through the lineup. And when I'm looking at the Leafs right now, because they have, it's it's LeBron James said it when he was with the Cavs, we're top-heavy as shit. The Leafs have been top-heavy as shit for years. And that's the problem you're going to get. You Because you're depl- taking so much of your financial resources and putting it towards a small group of people, you can't afford to pay anybody else. And then you're hoping and praying that a guy like Nick Robertson can play to well for an entire season, but we've only seen him play well for what a week and a half, two weeks, right? You're hoping that you take a flyer on a guy like Max Domi or a guy like Tyler Bertuzzi on a one-year deal, where you know teams like Boston didn't want to re-sign him. Max Domi's bounced around the whole, le- you know, pretty much the entire league throughout his career. So you're hoping that those guys somehow catch lightning in a bottle in a season. And sometimes, Albert, that's more times than not, it's just not going to work out, right? I don't know if they're looking for lightning in a bottle. They're just looking for better production. Like, there's a great tweet here from uh, Kevin Papetti of The Athletic, and he posted a tweet about uh, each player's current pace per 82 games for the Toronto Maple Leafs. You look at Max Domi, he's on pace for 7 goals and 35 assists. Horrible. Not great. Tyler Bertuzzi, 11 goals, 25 assists. And I get they don't have that type of money to spread around. They gave Bertuzzi 5.5. They gave Max Domi 3 million. Mm -hmm. They're underperforming. This has nothing to do with the cap. This has everything to do with these players aren't scoring goals and doing the things that they're supposed to do. That is that is the issue. If those two guys were contributing the way that they're supposed to do and on pace for 20 or 20-plus 20 goals, then we're probably not having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Then we're just looking at defense and the goaltending. But two guys faltering as much as they are, make it three. You could throw John Tavares in there. It pulls down the rest of the team. And listen, we talk about it all the time, dude. If Austin Matthews isn't scoring the way that he's scoring, this team is done. That's there's why. there's nothing else that you can possibly do. You think Nylander or Marner are going to carry the load? Mm-hmm. No chance. They haven't been doing that. And look, we talk about it as well. Like th- their defense. They don't get points from their defense whatsoever. Again, you look at the Canucks. Quinn Hughes. Again, Quinn Hughes is in different stratosphere than everybody on the Leafs' well, defense. I mean, he's, he's, he's probably but favored for the Norris. Philip Hironik has 36 points, uh. right? You got a guy, in, even guys like Carson uh, Carson Soucy, right? He's chipped in offensively. You know, you got Zadorov. Those guys are not going to put points up. But there's guys on the defense court. Tyler Myers has 18 points this year, yeah. right? That's impressive. You need... And you look at the teams across all the good teams, the Carolinas, the Colorados, the um, you know the, the Rangers, you know the the Golden Knights. It's a lot of it's by committee, right? You need to have exactly. more than a group, a small group of four to five guys. Yeah, they have to be the leaders, but you need everybody to be going and producing. The Leafs haven't had that for a very long time, and I think now we're starting to see this season. It's really catching up to them where they're not getting the consistent scoring across the board, and you're seeing just how much trouble it gets them. And that is why. You know, we hear things in the offseason that maybe it's time that a guy like Mitch Marner or somebody gets moved off and you can't run it back with this thing because no, it's a team. You can't. you can't. A core four is not going to win you a Stanley Cup. A team as a whole in the Toronto Maple Leafs will win you a Stanley Cup. Will a core four be the catalyst and the drivers of it? They absolutely should be. But you need your secondary pieces, your, you know, your, your 8 to 12 forwards, your 
four to six defensemen chipping in as well. Not all the time, but there needs to be consistent production from them, and the Leafs don't have that. And that right there, like you mentioned, is probably their biggest issue yeah. as to why they're not going to do nothing. So they're going to have to address that second-day scoring, but what Absolutely. do you give up? I, I'm looking at certain players who are potentially on the block. You look at Montreal, mm-hmm. Sean Monaghan, who's having a pretty good season. He's he had a career like renaissance, He's probably going to have like 65, 70 points by the end of the season. But the reports are that they want a first-round pick for him. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, hey, what could the Leafs do for a guy like Sean Monaghan? And I know he's not a world beater, but he can score. And that's what he's been doing. He's skating better than he mm-hmm. ever has and I think, a long time in his career. Would you do – this is so hypothetical, Justin Pooney, but uh, Max Domi for Monaghan? Monaghan makes him less than $2 million, mm-hmm. and he's a pending UFA. Uh-huh. Domi makes three and is a pending UFA. But he's not performing the way that he should. I don't see Montreal doing that because they're probably not going to do that. Yeah. But would you throw in Domi? Yeah, it's not worth. Because it's not yeah, worth so it. It's not worth the, it. The, the but what scoring. I'm saying is, there are players out there right. that are cheaper who are outperforming some of the guys yeah, like Domi and, and Bertuzzi. One could one thing could be said is though Sean Monaghan gets to play up on the lineup a lot more on the Montreal Kings because they're not that good, right? So he's in a lot more positions to be successful and to put, put the him, puck put in. Put him on the third line. Full, full credit to Sean Monaghan. He's had a great yeah. career renaissance since anyway. you know things flamed out in Calgary. But Duclair's out there. Duclair as well. But for those guys, right, you need to keep a Domi and Bertuzzi because you want to add to the secondary scoring a one-to-one swap is kind of just going around in a circle i think so and this this thing about you know flipping nick robertson i really hope they don't do that i don't know if he's going to be consistently playing the way that he is is he going to finish with 20 goals i hope so mm-hmm. a guy making less than a million finishing 20 goals and 20 assists for 40 points that's a great season the leafs need those guys like that they do i don't understand packaging him in the deal considering He's a pending UFA. His qualifying offer, Justin Pooney, is just over $800,000. Mm-hmm. In what world, if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are expected and probably will give Mitch Marner $12.5 million per year, can you get rid of a player that's cost control that way? Because do you, not do it. You, I'm telling you, Toronto Maple Leafs, Brandon Shanahan, the Shanahan plan, tree living, do not move on from Robertson. Keep him as long as you can. And if, if, if he's playing the way that he is, Long may continue. Give the guy a run on the top line and see what you can do. But based on your cap situation, you cannot get rid of guys like this. As I just said, trade Max Domi for Sean Monaghan. It's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Leafs are in trouble. Okay, let's take a quick break, and let's let's finish up with our uh, top five Toronto Maple Leaf players mm. heading into the break. We're very similar. I saw your ranking, Justin Pooney. But we, have one, we have one player, one player that differentiates the two. All right, let's get to it. Our top five Leaf players mm-hmm. heading into the break. Justin Pooney, please reveal your top five. So do you want me to go five to one or one to five? Hey, you, you tell me. You know what? Let's do five we, to one. Okay, can do, I just say this? We yeah. all know who number one is. Yeah, we all know number one. So let's do Okay, let's do one to five then. We'll build the, right. the suspense. Love it. Okay? Do it. So number one, of course, Austin Matthews. All said and done. We said in the first block already. MVP, hard trophy, Rocket Richard winner, 70 goals potentially, carrying the Toronto Maple Leafs on his back pretty much every single night. Your opinion, he gets 70? 66. Why 66? One more than Ovechkin. Okay. I just think I just think that this break, right, is going to slow his mojo down, and I think he's going to have to, you know, it's going to take a couple games for him to get back up, and that's going to hurt his projections. Still going to get over 60, but I think he's going to hit 66. Um, so we know Austin Matthews is the number one. Number two, as much and as poorly as he's been playing um, for the first, you know, the, this last month or since he signed that big fat deal, William Nylander is number two. You can't poo-poo on the first couple months of the season where you he can't. was the 
best player on the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? Um, where he was, you know, had that historic point streak, was, you know, the guy in the Global Series, seemingly every night making a big, big impact. Uh, so William Nylander is number You can't really two. dismiss that, right? 17-game no. point streak to start the season, then a 13-game point streak. Earned a, brand stretch, new, earned a brand new contract. Yeah, the stretch that, that he's on right now is brutal. It yeah. really is bad. So I think you're hoping, you said on the last podcast, that he's going to get somewhat of a an ego boost yeah. or some motivation from getting a pats on the back during the All-Star game. <laughs> and I think for Leafs fans and for the Toronto Maple Leafs, they definitely hope that. But you cannot leave Austin Matthews and Nylander on this list. Uh-uh. I think the rest could be up for debate, but those two, I think they're mortal locks. Absolutely. Uh, number three, Morgan Riley earning an All-Star nomination. Look, yes. This guy right here, uh, while I don't... I don't think he's a top 15 to 17 defenseman. I think in that 20 to 25 range, he is. Right. This is why I don't like this Morgan Riley slander. But it's not slander. Everyone though. It's always like, oh, he's not this. He's, but he's there's no way he's a top guy in any other team. That's bullshit. He's not a top guy. On, How on is he a, not on, a top guy? On a Stanley, top seven on a, scoring on for a, a defenseman. On a top elite Stanley Cup contender. And who's that? Is he up there with the Hughes, with the McCars, with the? With whomever, the Headmans or whoever. Is he up there with the How elite? many of those guys are actually out there? I mean, there's a... There's Who? A, there, you can name maybe 10 superstar stud defensemen. Yeah, maybe not, 10. Uh, let me, I'm trying to pull up the uh, odds right now. Or we this, don't have to do this right now. Rankings, but, but what but, I'm saying is this, the guy's top seven in scoring. He leads the team in ice time over 24 minutes. Well, he has minutes. to lead the team in ice time. Well, I'm just saying. He is he is a workhorse defenseman. Yeah. You can put on a top pairing with anybody. And he's durable. And he's, Look, he's durable. He's guy's gonna, on pace for one of his best seasons of his career. He's projected to get, what, 70 points this year and play all 82 games. He's played every game so far for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He does deserve that. And that's a reason why he's ahead of some other notable names on the Toronto Maple Leafs because he's been Mr. Consistent on the back end. A back end that's had so many changes, so many bodies coming in and out. Morgan Riley has been Mr. Consistent for the Toronto Maple Leafs Blue Line. That is why he is number three. Brody, they had they they have TJ Brody beside him this yes. season. Brody's been horrible. Absolutely. In the playoffs, they threw Luke Shen beside him. Yes. And he got better. And Shen got better. You think that's just because of Luke Shen? No, that's Morgan Riley, yeah. man. Look, I'm not. He's not. He's a good, good defenseman. I'm just not he's here just, for the. I'm not here for the he's Riley just not slander. Top 15. That's he's just not top 15. Debatable. You can debate all you want, but that's not what this block's for. Um, Actually, it is. Mm, we have a couple more Leafs on the top five. Uh, number four, Mitch Marner. Look, again, oh. he's projected to get 92 points and all of that. He's you know he's do, putting up his points, for, and for that production alone, he has to be number four. Um, not I'm not going to put – You any, don't even seem convinced by the no, way I'm that not, you're, but you're talking about Mitch Marner right I'm now. I'm not. I'm not convinced to put Mitch Marner in there. I have to put him in there because – he has 53 points in 47 games. He's, you know, on the top line with Austin Matthews. He's, you know, he played well on the second line when he's been moved down before. Um, I think that for what he's getting paid and what he's going to get paid, he's not worth the money. He's not worth the he- the headache and all that. But <laughs> production, the production's there, right? And I, I have to put him in the top four because everybody else in the Leafs has a whole lot of more red flags. We, we talk about Mitch Martin's drive and his, his, his ambition and his willingness to win. The biggest thing we talked about is his post-game interviews where he was just doesn't show the right mentality. I'm not going to hold that against you when it comes to being on this list because the production, like I said, is there. Um, and then to close it out, Martin Jones. Uh, I think Martin Jones, uh, although he's only played, what, 15, 17 games for the Leafs this year, uh, when he got when he came in, the Leafs season could have gone down the tubes and gone down the tubes really, really, really fast, right? Samsonov was horrible. Joseph Wall was hurt. We were wondering what the hell's going to happen. Martin Jones came in, third string goalie. Nobody expected him to play. Stopped a whole lot of pucks, 
brought a whole lot of stability to the crease, was a veteran guy, was a guy that Sheldon Keefe and that team could lean on, right, that they felt confident, comfortable with him in there. And I believe that when the season ends, probably in the beginning of April, right, we're going to look back at it and be like, look, that stretch where Martin Jones came in and really stabilized things for the Leafs was the reason they were in this position to make, even make the playoffs. And I think that is why, even if he doesn't, if he doesn't play... 10 more games this season, I still would put him as a top five because at that particular moment when he came in, the Leafs season could have gone, could have been done. Mm-hmm. But he came in and not essentially saved it, saved but he it. stabilized everything for them. And that is why he is in my top five. Yeah. Okay. So I agree on Matthews. I got Nylander. I got Riley. I got Marty Jones. Mm-hmm. Th- those four straight wins on that Cali trip, huge. Yes. Massive. I know. I get it. They were playing Anaheim and San Jose, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You got to show up, and that's exactly what he did. Don't forget, he uh, picked up a – wasn't it a shutout against the Kings? He the Kings, I believe. did, I believe, so yes. Yeah, so I got Martin Jones there. He did see, save their season. The only the only place we differ is uh, I don't have Mitch Marner on this list. And it's it's tough leaving him out because of the production. But what do we know about Mitch Marner? He, got, he gets his. And I've said it before. Mm-hmm. You know, six on five, five on four. Four on three, four on four, three on three. Mitch mm-hmm. Marner's one of the best players in the NHL. But I'm going with Simone Benoit. I knew it. I don't know how you I knew see. it. You saw this one coming, didn't you? I knew it, yeah. Playoff Benny. He hasn't been in the playoffs yet, but playoff no. Benny, I'm predicting it. 33 games played. He, he's got 15 minutes of time on the ice, which is great. Plus two, most hits on the team. And I compared him to Luke Shen this season. I know Shen's been out, but Shen's played just a few games less than Simone Benoit. And very similar in terms of stats. Benoit actually has more hits than him, leads the team in hits. He's just one of these guys who's come in at less than a million dollars who's helped save their defense and another player who's helped save their season. He's steady Eddie. He's a strong guy. He hits. He knows his role. Like, based on his comments, he goes, the Leafs, they need a guy who hits, who plays physical, who blocks that blue line, and I think that I do well. Morgan Riley said he's been outstanding. The last couple weeks, he's had a chance to put the player on on display. He's a big guy that likes to be physical. He's strong down low. He can move the puck, Mm -hmm. and I think he's had flashes of great stuff, but all around, he's been outstanding for us. That tells you everything you need to know about Simone Benoit, a guy that makes less than a mil that I criticized when Tree Living got him. Like, Benoit, what the hell are you going for this guy for? But again, Tree Living hasn't made great signings this year. Benoit, Marty Jones, two of those guys. And I think they got to do whatever they can to to keep Simone Benoit. He's been eligible for an extension or to negotiate his next contract January 1st. I think this is the type of guy you lock up. It's going to happen in the offseason. I'm telling you right now. He's played himself I would do it right now. Uh, We wouldn't do it right now. There's a whole lot of cap issues they got to worry about first. That kicks in next season, Justin Poole. But he has definitely earned a new contract, if not with the Leafs, with another NHL team as a solidified top six defenseman uh, for the regular season. I was trying to think of, like, some honorable mentions, and there's not. No. Yarncroke has been pretty good. Pontus Holmberg for a week. Nick Robertson, Nick Robertson, Nick Robertson from January fifth to like January twenty sixth. You can't put Tavares in there. Nope. Uh, you can't put Max Domi in there. Absolutely not. Can't put Bertuzzi in there. Nope. Uh, as much as I love Knives and he's going to be end up being a great player, you can't put him in there. Nope. Jake McCabe probably deserves a shout. Ah, uh, yeah, he was hurt for a bit. And but uh, no, I thought I think Noah Gregor's been pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, but, then, but that's about it. Then again, look at that—the the, the dip from the the Leafs in there. It's massive. It's it's massive yeah. leap. Right? It's, it's I massive mean, dip. maybe Samsonov deserves a show too. Samsonov for uh, what? Fourteen days. Samsonov for Vesna is what I'm talking about. I don't think so. 
Okay, Pooney, it's time for Burton Pooney's Bankroll Booster, powered by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sportsbook. Bet local. All right, it's the last day of the NHL regular season before the league shuts down for the All-Star break. Mm -hmm. We got a three-game slate here on Wednesday, Justin Pooney. What are you looking at? I'm going to go with the Nashville Predators money line over the Los Angeles Kings because why? The Kings are just not the Kings right now. They're struggling. They've been such an inconsistent team. Drew Doughty's throwing Pierre-Luc Dubois under the bus. Even though he doesn't want to mention his name in the media, but he's throwing him under the bus. They have really not any goaltending. The Preds beat the LA Kings in their only meeting this season 2-1. I believe Nashville goes into the All-Star break with a victory, and the LA Kings go with a much-needed loss. I like that. I hate the Preds right now because I had them against the Senators. They were mm-hmm. up three zip and they blew the game. I don't know how they did that. I'm on the Red Wings tonight. I think they take care of business against the Sens. They're nine two and one in January. They're in a playoff spot. Alex Lyon's been on. Un- I gotta do a cut there. Alex Lyon's been incredible, and Detroit is a strong fourteen eight and four on home ice, while Ottawa is just six and thirteen on the road. So Red Wings. Money line for me. That was Burton Pooney's bankroll booster powered by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sports book. Bet local. That's it from us here at Home Stand Leafs. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget, we drop new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can find us anywhere you download your podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Five stars, please. That will make Justin a very happy man. Also, If you want to send in a question, either through an email or voice message, send them to Leafs at homestandsports.com. We'll read your questions, concerns, or insults on our Friday episodes. The email, again, is leafs at homestandsports.com. For Justin Pooney, I'm Albert Vartanian, and this has been Homestand Leafs.